0: Hey, who's Batman to you? Like when you think of Batman, who's Batman? Are you kidding me? Christian Bale. Christian Bale. Michael Keaton is Batman to me. Where is he? <laughs> and Michael, ba- Michael Keaton is Batman was just like, hey, I'm Batman. No. Hey, I'm Batman. No, I'm no, Batman. This is what Batman sounds like. I'm counting on it! No.
1: Alright, welcome back Analysis Listeners. Hello. Well, welcome back into the... Yes, yes. <laughs> you guys are listening to the the voice, the dark and sinister voice of Mr. Barry Irving. Welcome back to the podcast. Vengeance. I am vengeance. Are you? Are you, Mr. Mr. Barry? Barry, today we are going to be talking about the Dark Knight. No, not the... Chris Nolan movie from the early two thousands, but we're going to be just talking about Batman in general. We we had this idea to chat about the character, and we had that on the schedule for this week, but then suddenly the trailer dropped, the new trailer for the <laughs> the Robert Pattinson era, and so yeah. I thought we would start there and just kind of let our let our thoughts and feelings around. Batman and the evolution of this character through movies and TV happen. So, you saw the trailer, what did you think? For, um, The Batman? For The Batman.
0: Yeah, I, um, I am, my curiosity is definitely peaked. I, you know, I think at this point, and we can, I'm sure, I'm sure we'll unplug pieces of this, but I've I've learned to sort of go with the flow when it comes to like announcements and development when it comes to these movies, especially when it comes to like casting. So there were a lot. There's a lot of like skeptics when it comes to this film, and I think mm-hmm. I think this trailer is starting to change people's minds for sure. Um, the power
1: of the trailer. Yeah. The power and, of the trailer. Yeah,
0: and that's the thing. Like it, the, it there there's a lot of good that we can pull from this trailer, but there's still a lot that remains to be seen. And even from what I read, they've only they've only completed like a quarter of this movie because they shut down with the COVID-19 situation and I don't
1: believe they've picked it back up yet. That's interesting. I, I thought that it was completed and I was thinking, how did they complete this? But okay, so they're still filming. And it's interesting sometimes when there's reaction to a trailer, sometimes they... They try to take that feedback and adjust the movie. I know that happened with Suicide Squad.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they they definitely um, have only. They're not even like halfway through with this movie. They pieced. The, there was like a there was like a DC fan convention last weekend, and like they they had a trailer for the new for the Snyder Cut, and they had a trailer for the new Suicide Squad. So they had like a bunch of other trailers and the Batman is like the least far along, but they needed, they wanted to have something to present for this little convention. So they put together something with what they have and it seems like they've got a decent amount already. But yeah, I, I, I appreciate that. I don't know how prominently the figures are going to play in the ultimate movie. I don't know who is going to, because obviously I'm assuming Batman's going to be a pretty big part of the movie. And then it looks like the Riddler, uh, Paul Dano as the Riddler is going to be the main villain. But it seems like we got a little bit of uh, Zoe Kravitz as Selena Kyle and uh, Colin Farrell. They got a little shot. There were like mm-hmm. two people that I was like, which one is him? Obviously, they've done some prosthetics on him, but there were like two older gentlemen and I wasn't quite sure which one was actually uh, supposed to be Colin. But yeah, it looks like they're going to incorporate the villains which is definitely uh, we've talked about before how like the villains are definitely the best part about the Batman mythology in some ways. So, yeah, I'm 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 excited. I I think that there is still more to be seen, but from
1: what they've shown us, it's very promising. I when you say skeptics, I hear you saying skeptics. I've I've learned to stop being skeptical of batman stuff after the backlash of the heath ledger casting and people were like what the fuck 10 things i hate about you guy is gonna play joker and people Mm -hmm. were just shitting all over it and then you get the image i remember there was a online image taken from basically a parking garage overlooking production and you kind of saw the the smeared hair and the, and the, the makeup looking Looking very different, you're like, okay, they're on to something here. This looks really cool. And then you saw that first trailer. Again, we're talking about the power of the trailer. You're like, the the simply makes you stranger trailer, and you're like, holy shit, this looks incredible. And and so then I stopped kind of being judgmental, and and maybe I should have been more skeptical about the Ben Affleck stuff, but I was willing to give that a chance. Uh, but I also don't like the filmmaker. I don't like Zack Snyder, so. So I, I did have, some, I guess, some skepticism there. But then the casting of Robert Pattinson—I know a lot of people were shitting all over it because all they can think about is Twilight. But he's really an actor that's been growing on me over time. And The Lighthouse last year was a movie that me and Hayes just really enjoyed. And he's—he's he's, he, hes showing you the—and—and they've—they've really been kind of building his career. Him and him and his team building his career very wisely, and so I was like, okay, and then I love Paul Dano, and so then you cast Paul Dano, cool, then you cast Colin Farrell, cool, like Colin Farrell is a, a, a really interesting actor, and seems to fit the energy of the, the Batman universe, you know, so then, so I was actually mm-hmm. with the cast, I, Zoe Kravitz, I really don't have strong opinions on either way, I liked her in Big Little Lies, but I haven't really seen a ton of her work, but sure, cool. Why not? You know, um, but Batman has always been about the villains, and that's what makes it, in my opinion, my favorite superhero.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's uh, it it, I, and I'm I like I I would say I share share that experience of of sort of being engaged, just from the fact that they had just from the the casting announcements it, it was it was apparent that like they were assembling a really good crew for it and i don't extensively know as much like robert pattinson especially like twilight was a lot was a while ago at this point and a lot of his work since then has been in a lot of like independent yeah, films. dark gritty films so i'm not as yeah, yeah, which I'm not as familiar with, but I am aware that like that's the space that he's in, which is exactly the space that you want to pull <laughs> that character from. So, it's it's it was it was similar to me to when um Christian Bale was cast and people weren't as familiar with what with his work and some similar comments were made about like him being British and I I think American psycho American psycho was out so I don't know but but anyway a lot of these a lot of these films do yeah. I, I've and I I will I will even
1: do people shadow over the Michael Keaton because because he, he was a he comedy was guy he was yeah comical yeah. They, yeah yeah
0: and I mean I I will even admit I didn't I wasn't crazy when I wasn't crazy about the casting choice of Anne Hathaway in the Dark Knight Rises but then the Dark Knight Rises ended up being a recreation of the dark knight and and hathaway ended up being like the best thing about it so Mm -hmm. i i have also had to like swallow that humble pie and learn not to pass judgment on the casting because there is usually usually there are some duds and i mean we can maybe talk about some of the duds of the batman (laughs) chronology or not but um, there are, there like, a lot of these casting choices come from well-thought-out places, and they're not going to give us all of the cards right away. So it's 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 often a better yeah. idea just to go with the journey and then make the judgment after you see the product.
1: Well, let's look a little bit in terms of the evolution of Batman in movies and TV and just talk about our takes from them. So... The first one, at least, that I have a reference level to. I know that there was some TV or some movies that were made in the 40s. But the first thing I have a reference to is the Adam West 60s show, which was it's pop art you know it's it's Mm -hmm. it's wink wink it's climbing the they're doing the vertical climb on the building and someone pops their head out and it's jerry lewis and he's like oh i'm batman you know there's there's just it's it's cheesy it's campy and it's this kind of pop art show that's that's at least the, the 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 earliest version of batman that I'm aware of, and it's 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 silly and it's kind of funny to laugh at, but it's really interesting because I was doing a little research on this, getting prepared for it, Barry, is that when they started making the movies, it was basically a an overcorrection or a, a total uh, throwing it in reverse at 180 miles an hour because the true fans of the Batman comic hated that 60s TV yeah. show. Yeah, yeah. And it was, and it was an incredible, and that that 60s TV show only had three seasons and they basically shot it. They shot like 180 episodes over two years with that whole group, but it was, it was very popular at a time. Um, But, you know, the true fans of Batman fucking hated it. And so that's why you see kind of, instead of uh, everything happening in the daytime and the pile of zip and the jokes and the, the. Holy margarita Batman all the all the little isms from Batman and Robin you see the very dark serious A word that's always used with Batman is gritty, but you see that version come out in the 80s as kind of an overcorrection to
0: that. Yeah, there's. It's almost like, even despite all of the Batman, like the. And I'm sure we're going to get into the crux of like the 90s and the 2000s, the prime of like Batman on film, but even before all of this started, like when you think of like those iconic images and like, I mean, I fucking think of like being like, a first grader or a kindergartner with fucking Batman underwear. And it's like, there's two versions of Batman that you'll see on underwear like Mm -hmm. that. And that's Batman in a black suit, which is what we more associate with now. But before, like, the Michael Keaton, um, Tim Burton Batman, fucking, if you thought of Batman, you were thinking of a motherfucker in a gray suit with a blue cape. and, And, like... With fucking Robin with his fucking Daisy Dukes on <laughs> and like running around with Scooby Doo the and their friends. Tiny ears. Like, this was a comic, this was like a cartoon, like kitty com- cartoon character. And, yeah, and Adam West's series has a shit ton to do with that. Like, yeah, they, I mean, there's, there's some, there's some cool, like, if you like, if you're into like, I don't know, 60s aesthetic and fashion and things like that, there's cool things to be drawn out of it but like they they totally camped up this character and it was absolutely necessary (laughs) to sort of take that in as dark of a direction as you could and i think they definitely
1: were successful it's so interesting because depending on who you're talking to batman has a different place in people's social consciousness and I really think mm-hmm. you know I don't I'm not a comic book person I know you are but uh, most of America's social consciousness around this character is shaped by movies and TV yeah but Batman to to certain people you know he's a, he could be a gay icon. I've I've heard people say because of mm-hmm. there's some mm-hmm. homoeroticism with the Adam West especially and uh, that thing yep. so like like the the, the gay community kind of looks at Batman as like one of could potentially one of their icons and it's and it's been something that's been chatted about in, in terms of that partnership before but then you've got like kind of this American dream Angle too, where a lot of people think he's the most relatable superhero because of his humanity, right? And he almost kind of becomes this inkblot test. Batman means different things, or is defined very differently by a lot of different types of people, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Then let's let's move into the late '80s, and you get the the two tim burton movies which a lot of people at least a lot of people in my circle said were their favorite ones before the nolans so you've got just batman which was jack nicholson and jack nicholson gets paid the the big paycheck and and it was really the first time that or at least in my opinion or my reference level the first time that not only was a villain sharing the spotlight with the hero but the the villain was actually a, a bigger draw than the actual Batman. Selling so the Jackson movie. Jack was a much bigger star than Michael Keaton was at the time. Yeah. So that was interesting. Yeah.
0: I mean, his his name is on the poster.
1: Mm-hmm. And and those movies were so fucking dark. When he mangles that woman's face and and it's very, <laughs> it's a it's it's a very Tim Burton. It's very dark and bizarre and it's its own world. For it's sure. it's yeah
0: Tim Burton it is it is a it is almost i don't know it's definitely it is definitely like a dc comic book movie it's almost more it's almost more of a it's almost more of a Tim burton movie mm-hmm. than it is a comic book. and you've got though.
1: the gothics the gothic sculptures and the the you know wayne manor is almost this gothic castle you know and it's is but it and mm-hmm. they're they're it's it's definitely its own world, and the world that's created is, mm-hmm. is is not of our own. I guess you could say, it's it's might as well be called Narnia. because it's, yeah. it's it's yeah, yeah. <laughs> for sure. It's, it's not the world in which we know it. You know what I mean? But absolutely, I, I really I really liked that movie, and I really absolutely. loved, and that was the first time I got super excited about a Batman movie because we were pretty young when the original Batman came out. But Batman Returns, I was here for it, and. That's the one that was kind of the nail in mm-hmm. Burton's coffin when it came to making Batman movies because it was hard for them to get kids in the theater. It was fucking scary. Batman, or excuse me, the Penguin, bites off a dude's nose in the movie. Yeah. You know, he's eating raw fish. There's like, he's trying to yeah. have sex with Catwoman. And parents were like, this is, I'm not taking my kid to see this. And Warner Brothers wanted to sell toys, you know? Uh-huh. And, and so then they transition into Joel Schumacher. He comes along for... Batman Forever, and then which, which and he was, totally
0: like injects the the Adam West uh, Burt Ward aesthetic into it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Well, that because then then you get then you get Robin's back. You get Chris O'Donnell doing Robin. You mm-hmm. had just the the one time the the uh, the one time that we kind of start getting the one time Batmans after this because you've got Val Kilmer, and then Joel Schumacher comes back again. With Batman and Robin, and and that's the one that just really goes sideways. Uh, but that's the George Clooney, version. yeah,
0: yeah. I it's it's there. There was definitely, and I think, I think the action figures probably have a lot to do with the fact that like there had already been this image that Batman had been literally carved into by way of these um, action figures that sort of created a lane that Joel Schumacher sort of had to stay within but still definitely like injected that bright color homoerotic aesthetic like even like definitely went wild with it in batman and robin but like even batman forever there they take a good two minutes every time batman or and or robin's change into their costume make sure there's like a shot of them profile a like close-up of their ass a fucking yeah there was a, shot like, of there there was a their like nipples butt shots yeah and like, <laughs> <her> nipples. <laughs> exactly yeah
1: yeah so then y- you could definitely see it where some some winking and nodding happening over here yeah but so schumacher gets a couple but really batman and robin is is such a disaster and, and george clooney still talks about <laughs> the, the damage that it did to his career at the time but uh then then batman kind of takes a break for a while yeah and well you've got the um
0: animated series that is going for a bit and then they put a because i actually just watched this on um netflix they put out um mask of the phantasm which came out like in theaters and is not a bad film if you choose so choose to check it out it's on netflix it's only like I think it's like 70 minutes because when it came out in the theaters there was like a Bugs Muddy cartoon or something that came on before it but yeah highly recommend it it's a very
1: I have not seen it I have to go check it out
0: yeah I definitely recommend it uh slept on portrayal of Batman some would say one of some would say the the most accurate portrayal of Batman okay. is oh and you've got Mark Hamill as the Joker Mark
1: Hamill as so... the, the Joker Yeah, and that's that's a fun definitely fun. I really liked that 92 cartoon. Yeah. I was really really into, I watched that pretty religiously. Uh, I was again, huge into Batman. I had, I had the Batmobile. I had all the the action figures. So I, I was a built in audience member, no matter what was happening on screen. I was, I was going to go check it out. So you had the cartoon still going pretty strong, but uh, yeah, it doesn't really come back until Chris Nolan. and, And if, if, Tim Burton is basically creating Batman Narnia uh, on one end of the spectrum. You know, Tim Burton is almost the overcorrection of, or excuse me, Chris Nolan is the overcorrection of Tim Burton where he grounds it in realism and he definitely has, he he has points of view on terrorism and he has points of view on uh, organized crime in general uh, and and in society and and, and he takes the, the realistic approach which has... It it was just the perfect blend. It was it was a, it was really a symphony of like style meeting material meeting actors executing in the material, and is still my favorite comic book movie ever. Was Dark Knight. Um, I think that uh, Batman Begins is really cool, and it it, it sets the tone for the, the Chris Nolan world. And I, I appreciated that they brought mm-hmm. in Scarecrow and al Gould, but I I mean, the Dark Knight was just. Uh, Something I don't think's been touched yet, and then I think it really peters out at the end with uh, Dark Knight Rises. But still, overall, just a really solid film. Yeah,
0: trilogy. I um I I will definitely agree with you about Dark Knight Rises petering out. Um, yeah, don't really care for Dark Knight Rises too much if I if I'm being perfectly honest. But I actually, and I know this is this puts me in a in a pretty big minority. I I liked batman begins more than the dark knight i recognize why you know like the dark knight is it's it's almost it's a movie that sometimes i don't even think of the dark knight as a comic book movie i'm aware that it is a comic book movie i'm aware that it draws a lot from comic books but to me it's like it's a legitimate like heist thriller crime drama where the protagonist just so happens to be Mm -hmm. batman And so it's, it's, it almost like occupies this different space for me and, and, but at the same time, like it's a brilliant film and I, I completely understand why it would be anyone else's favorite, you know, Batman movie for me. I just loved, I loved how Chris Nolan took his aesthetic and the way he like, you know, takes these like philosophical theoretical questions and i think a big part of batman begins is like the will to act and the will to like see injustice and act upon it and takes sort of that the psychology of that and makes a, an entire movie ab- about it and applies it to this character of bruce wayne and you see christian bale create this like uber complex version of this story in a way that no other movie really you know explored the psychology of it and then i felt like all of that that work kind of got undermined in the dark knight and he just sort of became the guy who had to be the good guy and even almost you know there's that that Batman voice that is often parodied and that, th- that that came with that with that portrayal. and yeah, so it's I mean, it's almost it's really like,
1: unfortunate because Christian yeah. Dale, the the way the Batman mask frames his face, it really almost puts a spotlight on his mouth. and he seems to have a little bit of a speech impediment. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> like it's and there's just spit. I mean, he's like King George in Hamilton spitting all over <laughs> the screen. Uh, in yeah. in Dark Knight with a thwart to me, mm-hmm. but yeah, I mean that's that's the biggest criticism of of the that Dark Knight series is Christian Bale's Batman voice, not his Bruce mm-hmm. Wayne voice, but his Batman voice. Yeah. yeah. Uh, then um, you know, obviously the the Ben Affleck stuff comes along. I, I don't really want to touch on that too much because it's not a solo Batman movie, but obviously Batman's very heavy in it. I just think it's a total failure. It was just a, a complete swing and miss. I. I, I mean i will i like will snyder say not have the skills to pull that and off.
0: i will say that i will put it i will put all of the, i will not disagree with the statement but i will put it all on zach snyder i think yeah he's trash i think on paper ben affleck should have been the one of the on paper ben affleck is what that is what bruce wayne is like he is the perfect person to be a billionaire playboy he's got the look that bruce wayne has in the comic books it's almost like a layup getting Ben Affleck to play this character. And it's, it's a real shame that he didn't wasn't offered that he didn't get like better material. So, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. I, I think it's, it's unfortunate. Cause like, I think, I think Ben Affleck is on paper, potentially the best Bruce Wayne casting that has been attempted. And it really sucks that he's like in aside from probably Batman and Robin, the worst Batman
1: films. Yeah, yeah. Who is there? Is there any of the Batmans you think would be considered the worst Batman casting? Huh? Not necessarily. Um, the cast casting is different than the worst movie, right? Because I mean, yeah. I think personally, I think the I I think you could say the worst movie is is that Justice League movie. The first one, I, I the one that's it.
0: the one that's not not the not the Snyder cut, the one that yeah. came out in the theaters,
1: yeah, uh, yeah, so bad. But then I think Val Kilmer was a very interesting choice. But I did like Batman Forever, so you know, mm-hmm. I guess it's hard to separate the the casting choice with the movie.
0: Yeah, I would even, I could even, because it's weird, because, like, I am a really big fan, like, I'm, I'm such a fan of Val Kilmer in Tombstone, that it's, like, hard for me to speak ill of Val Kilmer, but, like, he doesn't look like Bruce Wayne, so I think no. just, just by that, he might have to be the worst, the worst Because the choice. billionaire
1: Playboy thing works for George Clooney, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. George Clooney has a look, and... Mm-hmm. and he kind of has a darker look in general. I was like, okay, that yeah. makes sense. But that movie was trash. So, but it, yeah. it is really hard to separate the two of them. Yeah. Uh, the the because the, they really tried to to ratchet up the jokes in that movie, and like you said, they tried to get back to that Adam West style, and and audiences were <laughs> definitely opposed as, <laughs> as well as I. Would. Uh, and then um, you know, obviously, the Patterson's kind of like the the young version of Batman. If I've got to see another fucking. Bruce, the pearls hitting the ground, and Bruce oh, t- man. shot behind the theater. If I've got to see another fucking take there's, on that, I'm so tired of it. There's a super cut somewhere on the internet with like all of the
0: versions of that that have been filmed. It's yeah, it's and crazy. Burton
1: got it right the first time, and I actually really liked that the Joker was the ki- the killer in that dance with the devil in the pale moonlight. I I like that, and then it's like every other time they bring Batman back, we've got to watch the fucking pearls hit the ground again. I'm, I'm so sick of it. But
0: yeah,
1: Batman's just so interesting because apparently he he's way more popular in the United States than he is internationally. And that's not to say that the Chris Nolan movies or these movies don't make a lot of money overseas, but just the affection for him is, is really strong in America. And I think it's because... You know, it, it seems like something that can be attainable, and that kind of ink blot thing that I was talking about earlier. we kind of people project different project themselves or project different parts of Batman into their own point of view, and there are just mm-hmm. a lot of themes that are universal to people. Mm-hmm. So I I personally have always been a Batman person because of the villains, and I think it's fascinating. When you go down the line of the villains, first of all, it's just a constant source of great material for actors to get into, and mm-hmm. you know it really is spotlight sharing. Where sometimes Batman isn't isn't even the the part of the movie that you're really excited to go see. You're going you're going to see the villains, and I've always loved yeah. villains. Um, but it's really cool when you go down the line of the villains. You know they all have some sort of characteristic or some sort of trait that is identifiable in batman so for example the scarecrow you know he uses fear he uses fear onto the the people uh for his own benefit but you know batman very much is projecting fear into the the villains that he's going for you know he's he's constantly Mm -hmm. and you even see like pattison in the new trailer he's like fucking ragdolling one of those guys and you know it's like he's very intimidating and, and he's kind of fear factor and then two-face you know two-face is all fucking identity issues and Uh and you know it's the 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 um mutilation of his face he loses identity identity issues he's always got to flip the coin but like batman and bruce wayne like batman's constantly having identity issues and i think they do that really well in the dark knight you know and he even has that monologue towards the end where he's like i realize now that i can't be myself without bruce wayne or he's constantly in that movie juggling like should i put this away and And go after this life um or you know can i can i can i be myself without being batman and and i think you know that's very much in two-face and then catwoman's kind of that like wild side or like the thrill of the night scene and the thrill of the streets of gotham and Mm -hmm. you know he kind of that like that's like batman also is like very connected to the adrenaline rush and the thrill that he gets and then the riddler is kind of this mysterious in in this this mystery, and that's the same way that you know Batman's always kind of operating in the shadows. And there's you know you you've got a lot of that, um, uh, masking of who he is, and in in kind of the who is Batman, and, and how does that come out, and and you know all of that's kind of wrapped up in the Riddler. And then the Penguin is his financial equivalent, and it's almost like the bad side of like, if, ba- if Batman went evil when his parents were killed instead of turning to good, you know, what the wealth... Like, the, the damage that wealth can, can potentially do to the society and the chaos that somebody w- with with a bad turn and that financial resource can make. And then Mr. Freeze is kind of the hurt and evil that comes when someone loses loved ones, and obviously that's mm-hmm. that's evident with Bruce and his parents. And then the Joker is, is the most famous one, but he's just the, up the other side of the coin. You know, they're, they're two sides of the same coin, but the, the do- Joker is kind of all of that shit <laughs> in one master villain. So, uh, mm-hmm. all of like, so it's just so cool that like when Batman's going up against these villains, it's almost like he's going up against parts of himself, you know? Yeah, for sure. And I guess my question to you is seeing that, batman and the joker are two sides of the same coin and the joker is clearly insane do you think that bruce wayne is insane hmm you know i uh i
0: that's an interesting question
1: (laughs) i didn't mean to lay it on you like that but yeah is is bruce wayne insane did the death of his parents turn him insane and it just manifests itself in positive things for society versus a villain who obviously is is lashing out at society.
0: Yeah, and you know, that's that's an interesting, I think you know, I think perspective definitely has a lot to do with that and I think you know, you even mentioned how we connect we the audience connect with Batman because he is human. And even like on the spectrum of superheroes, he's human. And like, maybe within this own world, like (laughs) the, this character that he's had to create Bruce Wayne, the billionaire playboy, it embodies what is, you know, um, promoted, in our society and the characteristics that a good person is thought of as having. And, you know, he like that character of Bruce Wayne is what keeps him safe and keeps him out of Arkham Asylum. And maybe without that, he would be just as crazy as the villains.
1: Yeah. I, I think me and you are on the same page. I think, I think Bruce Wayne, if you, looked at just a a simple definition of insanity is he's right alongside all of these these different characters he's just he's got a he's got a compassion for society versus these people who are are lashing out so he's going to lash out at them but he's taking out his pain in a different way but he's still very much and it's in like a, Bruce Wayne yeah. is
0: that link to society and everything that he has to do in order to like keep everything in line is kind of tied to Bruce Wayne it's like people that are close to him have to be saved or like his his business has to thrive so that he can continue to do th- good things for Gotham City and like mm-hmm. that like Bruce Wayne has to keep <laughs> humanity in line but in order to do that he also has to like leave that identity and assume this true identity which is the fear and the brutality that exists in humanity as well and he has to like channel that in order to keep all of these other figures that embody those same traits in
1: line but there's definitely a bubbling rage in him at all times and that's why the that's why the jokey Batman never makes sense Uh because it's like he watched his parents get murdered when he was eight years old, and it's yeah. just not a, There's not a lot of sense of humor in this man. He's borderline insane, or or insane. <laughs> like he's not. He doesn't have a sense of humor. You see the impracticality in that
0: character when it's given to you through that lens. You're like, how the fuck does he have a gadget for everything? How the fuck does he have this big mansion? Like none of the character makes sense when you're looking at it through that Adam West version. But when you yeah. sort of flip it like that and give it that spin that we were just sort of beating out yeah. right now it makes a lot more sense and well, it almost obsessive. like yeah it highlights and
1: how complex human nature actually is absolutely and i and i think that's why people can see themselves in that or identify at least one of the, the many different ways he's mm-hmm. complex within themselves. And, you know, it's like that obsession. That's why he's got a gadget for everything is, is because it's it's everything he thinks about in every waking moment of his life. And mm-hmm. you, you even see that in Harley Quinn a little bit, going back to different characters that have a Batman personality trait. You know, Harley, Harley Quinn's obsession uh, almost to the or to the point of insanity over the Joker, you know, Batman's got almost the same burning obsession with the Joker. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's just, it's, it's really slick writing, honestly. And it's just the, those characters just having a heightened version of, of, uh, complex human emotion mm-hmm. makes for really interesting characters. And so yeah. that's why it's always really cool when they, when, when great performers take a swing at it and, you know, someone like y- you saw with Joaquin Phoenix last year and, and there's just, it's not a coincidence that this one particular franchise has actors constantly being uh, critically acclaimed for their performances or even winning acting awards for playing the characters. you know the two mm-hmm. people have won Oscars playing Joker now and it's just like that's that's not a coincidence.
0: Yeah. Do you think they'll uh, connect Joker with any?
1: Because we've I hope got not they, the, the guys, some of the villains in that trailer look like they have Joker makeup on. And so, yeah, I noticed. I that don't too. <laughs> know. You know the the trailers. I'm really excited for because it seems like it's going to be Riddler first, uh-huh. and so you know I'm really excited. I hope we've we've had a lot of Joker the last few years. Let's take some time and and I really loved Jim Carrey is one of my favorite actors when I was a kid. So when I was a kid, I loved his Riddler, but this one seems very much more like like Seven, the movie Seven. Absolutely. Uh, or, um, like the, the Fincher movie, or like almost like a saw, you uh-huh. know, so it's going to be kind of like, or like bone collector or those different kind of yeah totally. murder mysteries. Like that's where this one seems to be going. And it seems that, you know, just starting off a trailer with duct taping, duct taping a dude's uh, face, uh, so he suffocates is just really gnarly, but yeah. it seems like there's going to be a lot of different types of big wigs, uh, in Gotham getting killed and then Little Clues being left behind, which is kind of, is, is definitely kind of seven, but I'm, I'm for that. Like, I'm for that journey. I don't need the Joker right now. And if Joker comes, if they, if they have any, cause I, I'm pretty sure Joaquin's, that Joker has, that, that world does not have a connection to this world. If they do a Joker later on, like end the series with the Joker, we, we, we can live with these villains for a little bit for now. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I
0: only I only asked that because you know they're they I think this this sort of the impetus to have this conversation sort of began um, when they announced that they were bringing Michael Keaton back to be in the Flash movie, and I know one of the sort of themes of that movie is supposed to like introduce this concept of like multiverses and how um, like that this flash storyline is supposed to like directly sort of like show this sort of like bridge kind of existing between different different versions of these characters that are going to exist in different movies as a way to like sort of um allow the possibility of different versions of sort of characters to be told in film without them having to necessarily be connected so, hmm. okay. I th- I think I think I think keeping keeping that Joker separate is going to is will be a benefit to things in the long run, I feel like.
1: Yeah, and I also just like the idea that it's it's such a dense character and there's so much to explore. I like the idea of an actor at the top of their powers getting an opportunity to play it. So, I mm-hmm. I think Joaquin absolutely annihilated his turn. It's great for that universe, I think. And I, I, Jared Leto absolutely <laughs> blew mm-hmm. his chance, but he was only in that movie for like twenty minutes. But yeah. uh, I think just I'm excited to see another. If there is another Joker coming in the pipeline, I'm excited to see a different actor take a swing and and what that casting would be like and how it's going to fit into this universe, whatever the universe is. For but it sure. definitely seems like they're the, the thugs that like the guy that he basically turns into to to Doe, uh He just beats the shit out of him in that trailer. <laughs> it seems like yeah. those guys are dressed up with Joker makeup. So I don't I don't know if it's like an homage or if Joker exists in the universe, but we're not going to see him yet. But mm-hmm. definitely was the fir- one of the first things I thought. And it I, I mean, that did look like a pretty badass scene that when he beats the shit out of that guy and he does the I am vengeance line so i'm 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 excited for this new one
0: yeah i i i am as well did you see did you see the snyder cut trailer no i did not yeah i mean it looks different i don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing i imagine i imagine it'll be an improvement on the justice league that we saw a couple years ago but I don't know what that's going to mean, because it's still going to be a Zack Snyder movie, which means two hours of flashbacks and slow motion.
1: That's slow motion, fucking yeah. God, that guy is absolute <laughs> butts, dude. I haven't liked a single movie he's ever done, so. What a piece oh, of shit. Anyway. Uh, not, uh, not even Watchmen? No, I didn't like that Watchmen movie.
0: Uh-huh.
1: No. So. Yeah, it's... I can...
0: It's just, it's two, it's two hours of slow-mos, like, it, mm-hmm. he, he just does not know how to pace, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> he doesn't know how to pace a movie, like, at all. It's really I did 300, I did 300. And that's like, the one, that's the one, cause, like, all, that's, like, you're, it's like you have one job, there's 300 fucking soldiers, they're outnumbered, show, yeah. like, they're gonna fight the linear, to the
1: It's a very linear and <laughs> simple story. Yeah. You
0: know? When you give him too much to, to do to like when you give him like characters and development, it's like, no, it, it, yeah. he gets sidetracked and it's all style man. It's all sizzle no
1: steak. Mm-hmm. And,
0: so. and it's really unfortunate because I think he does some cool things with like who he picks for casting and like the costumes that he comes up with. But then it's just not fun to watch these things in motion. Like, he
1: picked Jesse Eisenberg to play Lex Luthor. Oh, that is that's a a, really bad choice. So I'm not even gonna give him that. (laughs) He just, but yeah, of the I think Nolan and Burton are two guys that should be commended with what they did with the Batman series, and Schumacher and uh, Zack Snyder. Did equally as much. They're two sides of the same coin, Barry. They did equally as much to, to fuck it up. So that's that's yeah. my little connection. Well, uh, I'm I'll have you back on once that movie drops. It'll be it'll be fun to chat about it. But I appreciate you coming in yeah, and, and sharing or, some. Batman or Justice
0: League.
1: <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Both. All right, cool. There's also there's also the Flash,
0: because but... Ben Affleck's coming back to the Flash too. Okay, so we've got three, three active batmen in film
1: right now. There we so. go. Can't get enough. Like I said, the, the, the nation can't get enough. Yeah. You're pumping them out, and we'll be here to talk about it. We'll be here. So appreciate you coming in. Appreciate the audience for hey. yes, listening. Yes, thanks, Bob. Thanks, audience. Don't forget to like and subscribe. Wash your hands. Stay safe. And we'll see you guys next time. Swear to me. Swear to me.